Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings. The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. I'm your host. My name is Steve. Joining me as always is my co-host, Hannah. Hannah, how are you doing this week? I'm all right. I have had off of work. Today is Sunday. I've had off of work since Wednesday. Mm. Took a half day on Tuesday. So I haven't worked in a while. And I am dreading going back tomorrow. And that's what I keep thinking about. And I was like, oh, today's Sunday will be a really good day. Mm -hmm. I'll hang out, watch, you know, a a hopefully decent movie. Mm. And then unfortunately, that wasn't the case. (laughs) No, we watched two bad movies. First, we watched this Nick Cage movie. And then we thought, let's watch one of those cheesy Christmas movies as a palate cleanser, and that one was equally bad. So terrible. So we don't have to get into that second movie, but we do have to get into the first movie I mentioned, which is a bad Nick Cage movie we watched this week. 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, if I'm not mistaken. You can correct me in a moment. But this movie was called Trespass. It stars Nicolas Cage and Nicole Kidman. It is a home invasion movie. So Nicolas Cage and Nicole Kidman are... A couple, they have a teenage daughter, and some folks break into their home, and thrill ensues. Sure. <laughs> Confusion and shouting, and writing in circles and ensues. Just the most, like, the longest amount of time in any movie that anyone has ever pointed a gun at someone's head and not actually shot it. Oh my god. There's just so many reasons to not shoot people in this movie. I, I don't want to get into each and every single one of those reasons, but we will get into the movie. I don't even know how you're going to explain this. I'm not going to explain most of this movie because I just explained the movie. that, And you and I just explained the entire movie just now. Just it's people pointing, pointing guns, guns at each other and, and not taking action. No, and people <laughs> shouting at each other. It's brutal. It's pretty much it. So before we get into the movie, Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene, as we like to do, uh, Hannah's going like to, to go over some of the uh, behind the scenes and background information on the movie for us. So what do you got this Certainly. weekend? So Steve, uh, you got it. You got it right. 9%. This movie is a nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a five point three out of ten on IMDb. That's way too high. <laughs> well, IMDb <laughs> is always low or is always higher than like its counterpart in Rotten Tomatoes. Nine is nine's low. It's not forgiving. <laughs> no, it is not. Nor nor was the amount of money that this movie made. No, so what this, was the this budget? This movie's budget was thirty five million dollars, okay. and when all was said and done, it made ten million dollars. However, it only grossed twenty four thousand dollars at the box office, and it was pulled from theaters after only ten days in theaters, and what? then. Trespass 2011 beat the record for the fastest theater to home video DVD <laughs> record. Um, it took 18 days That's to get, fr- yeah, to get from e- the first 10 days they pulled it out yeah. in the theaters, and then another eight days to, I guess, like distribute That's the hilarious. DVDs or whatever to reformat the movie to a DVD. Do, would you like to know what movie it? It beat the record from? Yes. What was the movie? It's a movie that came out in 2003. It was a bit of a cultural phenomenon. It was called From Justin to Kelly. I'm not sure if you're familiar. (laughs) (laughs) It stars Kelly Clarkson and Justin Guarini of American Idol season one. And Steve and I talk about this movie sometimes. That's amazing. That movie took 29 days to get from 
premiere in the theaters to DVD, whereas this took 18 days. Wow. So quick shout out to Justin Guarini, who's from the Philadelphia area. I actually know a few people who know him. My cousin was friends with him. Really? Yeah. Wow. And my sister... Two degrees to Justin Guarini. Right. My sister had a big crush on Justin Guarini. And oh one year God. for Christmas, my cousin got my sister in a Pollyanna and got a signed picture of Justin Guarini no for way. her. Yeah, at a Christmas That's gift wild. exchange. A Pollyanna is a secret Santa for those not from the area. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't know that that it's was okay. a local It is a local verbiage. Like slang, whatever. Okay. Not slang. What? Garb. Garb. Victor Garber. Victor Garber was in the second <laughs> bad movie that we watched today. Victor Garber was not in this. No. <laughs> and he was not in Trespass. No, he was not. He was in a bad Christmas movie, which I guess you could have guessed. <laughs> that's not like, what it was called. He, he seems like okay. the type. Um, this, oh, we're just going to ignore that. <laughs> this movie was directed by Joel Schumacher. Mm-hmm. This was his. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you want to let her in or no? I guess. Is she outside? I, she's probably right outside the door. Yeah, that scared her. Come here. Hey, come here. It's okay. You can come in. You can hang out under the bed for a little while. We have a guest. <laughs> her name is Meatball. Our second guest ever on the podcast. <laughs> the first was your dad off My mic. Dad. And the second is our, our new cat, Meatball. <laughs> Um, where was I going? Uh, this is Joel Schumacher's final film directing credit. I think he directed a few episodes of uh, House of Cards, but he recently passed away in June of this year. Oh, and wow. Joel Schum- uh, of cancer. Mm. And Joel Schumacher, um, you may know him from directing the Batman Forever and the Batman and Robin movie. The bad Batman movies. He took over after, after Tim Burton. After Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read about this, but... Mm. Or one of these movies were Kiss from Kiss by a Rose, Kiss from a Rose. Oh yeah, Batman Forever, Forever. I believe was okay. Seals Kiss from a Rose or Kiss by a Rose, whatever it is. Go watch the music video for it because it's, it's just Batman icon. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Didn't Nick Cage get directed by Joel Schumacher in the past in another I think movie? So. I think so. I think we've talked about this before. I believe we have. We should probably look it up. Let me look it up. Eight millimeter. Oh, wow. Okay. That was a pretty good one. He also directed a movie called A Time to Kill, not to be... Not Tiempo de Uccidiere. Right. It does star Samuel L. Jackson, though, who's been in movies with Nicolas Cage in the past. So there we have it. Okay. I was going to say, I feel like I'm having deja vu talking about Batman because I think that we had a, like, a pretty long conversation about Batman when yeah. we did our 8mm episode. So if you're interested in hearing more about Batman, which I, Nick wasn't in... Um, I think he auditioned for Batman a few times. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was definitely in the running to be Superman. Yep. Um, go back and listen to 8mm. That was mm-hmm. an interesting movie that we watched. A snuff film movie? Is yes. That what that one yeah, was? Yeah, he was like yeah. a detective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So mm-hmm. this is Joel Schumacher's last final um, directing film credit, which is unfortunate because this movie was a gigantic flop, as mm-hmm. you heard. <laughs> based upon how much money it made do you think if this movie was a hit he would have kept directing not that we know joel schumacher personally i mean i don't know what his like health was like that's true yeah it could be perhaps that's why he stopped directing Mm -hmm. but he stopped directing films but he like i said he had the okay two house of cards credits that's okay kind of what i read gotcha 
All right, and lastly, let's talk a little bit about uh, one Nicolas Cage, Please. what you're here for. Mm-hmm. So production for this movie was disrupted on August 3rd, 2010, when Nick Cage walked off of the project because he wasn't the kidnapper, because he was the hero and he wanted to be the bad guy. So he walked off the project. He uh-huh. quit the project. Uh-huh. They hired uh, Liev Schreiber. Wow. To take his place. And then the next day, Nick came back and he was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. And then they let him stay. What a fuck. <laughs> what, a, what a schmuck. What a guy. This guy. What a fuck and what a schmuck. I honestly, when I was watching this movie, I was thinking like, it's pretty rare that you see Nicolas Cage in this kind of role. Like someone who's being beaten and held hostage and so, taken advantage of. Except for maybe World Trade Center. But that was an obvious mm-hmm. homage. This movie was bad for several reasons Mm -hmm. and sometimes i will say like oh and none of those reasons were because of nick for for this movie in particular i will Mm -hmm. say that nick was one of the reasons why this movie sucked in my opinion (laughs) in your opinion oh yeah i think his acting was just despicable in this well yeah there's there's kind of a big glaring flaw right in the beginning of the movie that we can talk about when we get into it scene by scene but yeah he wasn't I honestly didn't think he was that bad. But I thought I, he was absolutely terrible. I I don't I didn't think he was absolutely terrible in this. But. I don't think that much of what he did was redeeming, and I think that it just like cheapened the movie. Mm. I don't know. I think he I don't was know. The critics agree with me. Okay, so well, I'm there he you go. also was not. I think we talked about this last week. He was nominated for a Razzie for this. Oh, a joint Razzie with all mm-hmm. of his other with the other movies. ones that came out this year. Yeah, right. Gotcha cool so that's that's nick that's what's wow going on with him do you think this would have been a better movie with Liev schreiber instead of nicholas cage hard to say yeah i it, it like would, this it, movie mm-hmm. take i know that i i know that i just went on a tangent about how i think that nick made this movie worse but this movie was already bad oh, yes. without nick like oh, yes. i i think that even if nick weren't in this movie it still would have been a bad movie but i'm just saying that nick didn't make it any better he didn't bring right. it he didn't raise okay. it up i Fair thought enough. ben mendelson mendo did, he he did his best I think yeah, he was he was he was the standout performance. Nicole Kidman, not so much. She was fine. I I honestly thought both Nicole Kidman and Nicolas Cage were fine, mm-hmm. and I thought Mendo was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then everybody else was. I thought fine. the daughter was good. Sure, they're fine. Yeah, <laughs> it was all fine. The guy from Burlesque, <laughs> guy not from Burlesque. good. <laughs> the chick from Ozark. Yep. I forget her name. The character's all name. All these people were just people that we know from other things and don't know them by name. Right. All right, let's get on with the film. You want to get into it? I have nothing else. That's fine. That is an interesting story, though, that he walked off and they were I like, so all right, too. we got somebody else in the wings. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, well, if we have Shriver's going to do it, then I'll do it. It's entirely hearsay, but right. okay. I think it's interesting. <laughs> awesome. All right. So this movie uh, opens up with a bit of a voiceover and it's Nicolas Cage, we presume, in his car. And he's on the phone making business deals, unclear business deals. And we thought it was real estate for a while. We thought for the first maybe five to ten minutes of this movie, we thought he was a, a real estate or something. agent of some kind. Turns out he's a diamond. He's he he's in Sells the diamond diamonds? business. I don't know. He's not a jeweler. He's not a jeweler. But he moves diamonds for people. Mm. Uh-huh. So he's on the phone. He's making deals. And what was the other movie? Was it Snake Eyes? Where he had yeah, horrible phone acting. Snake Eyes is a great movie. But... I. So I took a few acting classes when mm. I was younger, and I I do recall 
acting like you're on the phone is one of the more difficult things to do. Sure. But Nick just takes it to another level. Nick is so fucking bad yeah. at pretending like he's acting on the phone because he doesn't wait long enough. Well, that's to like, like he has a reaction to what the other person is saying, but he doesn't wait long enough to make it seem like the other person actually said the thing that he's reacting to. So in his defense, for most of his bad phone acting in this movie, we don't see his face. So you don't know what, how it got edited in post. That's fair. Okay. You know, maybe they Joel may have, Schumacher. Like, cut it for time or yeah, something. Yeah, Joel Schumacher said, "I got a turd of a film. Let's at least cut it down <laughs> to an hour thirty, as opposed to a two-hour movie." I see. Okay. So that's how long this movie is. By the way, it's only an hour thirty, but it but plenty feels long. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he's doing his bad phone acting. He's a diamond mover and shaker, and he finally comes home, and he's wearing like red tinted sunglasses yeah Not they're sure pretty if you cool those. Those, i do remember them they're great. more orange i would say mm, yeah like an orangey red like yeah you're sunset right color. <laughs> sunset color <laughs> so we know going into this movie that it's a thriller of some kind because they're kind of doing this thing as well where it's really obvious foreshadowing like he because he moves diamonds he handcuffs a briefcase of diamonds to himself for work we mm-hmm. see that and so he's got handcuffs in his car right we see that we see yeah, that so there's... it's just like very elaborate security system at his house right so we see that and we're like and and they show just those things for like a full second on screen and you might be thinking like well one second it doesn't sound like a lot of time but when you're watching the movie it like really sticks out in your head mm-hmm. it's like when you're watching some movie and somebody kicks a gun across the floor or something the camera stays on the gun for one and a half seconds and that's enough for you in the audience to be like oh somebody's gonna get that that's gonna come back into play later so there's just a shitload of that in the beginning anytime anyone opens a safe in a movie you know the safe is coming back right absolutely yeah and that happens in this too yeah it's a really futuristic safe at his house so pretty neat actually yeah (laughs) he's got a thumbprint (laughs) scan and and a code and it's behind a mural but so he's got fancy car, fancy house, fancy clothes. Nicole Kidman's his wife. She's pretty fancy. She's pretty fancy as well. He's got a somewhat rebellious teenage daughter who goes off to a party. She is wearing something that I also wore in 2011. Hmm. Rebellious where it's teenage like, daughter. Yeah, it's like jean shorts with a belt, which like, I don't know why you need a belt to get, sure. keep your shorts up. Just in case. I guess. <laughs> um, a tank top and then a lace like vest which mm. does nothing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's aesthetic. style absolutely yeah it's the style it's 2011 you're a teenager this is what happens <laughs> i don't know if you heard a weird cut in there but we stopped to get a pizza apparently we just have pizza every sunday night i feel like we always talk about eating pizza on this podcast that's really the only time that we eat it yeah sunday nights yeah. <laughs> mid podcast but so the first thing that we see that i thought might be important is that Nicolas Cage finds a lighter and some cigarettes outside of his house. I think he blames his teenage daughter. But he also comes out of his office and Nicole Kidman's like, how's work? And he says something along the lines of just supplying diamonds for oil men's mistresses. Just supplying diamonds for oil men's mistresses. And this is the first time that we know that he sells diamonds and yeah. not real estate. We're like, oh, what? What is he a criminal? <laughs> yeah. Then also he's like, oh, I've got a late night meeting. So he like carries his jacket around the house with him. He's got it slinged over his shoulder. And Hannah's like, and this is your home. sunglasses on inside. Yeah, this is your home. Put it down. Just put it down. You can yeah. put, there's plenty of furniture. Mm-hmm. So then the home invasion begins. 
and the way they do it the daughter sneaks out first right yeah the daughter sneaks out she goes to a party there's a guy there who is pressuring her to have sex with her to have sex with him and in order to do that he breaks into i guess it's his party he breaks into his parents safe where there's drugs and a gun and lots of money in it and that's going to come up later in some fashion so the way that the home invaders get in is they pretend to be cops and they say, hey, there's been a string of burglaries. We want to interview you and, and your wife and daughter and want to see if you guys have heard anything about burglaries in the neighborhood, yada, yada, yada. They let them in. They're not real cops. We saw it coming from a mile away. Something weird happens right in the beginning because Nick Cage and Nicole Kimmon get pushed down onto the floor. And Ben Mendo Mendelssohn, who <laughs> appears at first to be the leader of this group of people. He was in knowing, <laughs> remember? Oh my God, he wasn't knowing. I knew that they worked together. I just couldn't quite remember. Yeah. Yeah, that movie that had like an exclusively Australian mm-hmm. uh, cast. <laughs> cast, except yeah. for Nick Cage. Yeah, but so they knock down to the floor and they say, cell phones, put your cell phones on the floor. And Nick Cage puts his phone on the floor and Mendelssohn crushes his cell phone. Mm-hmm. And Nicole Kidman's like, I don't have one. They're like, bullshit, you don't have one. We're going to call it. And so, does he pick up Nick Cage's phone and call? Yeah. But it's not smashed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> continuity error. Is it, I think it was a... I, I could be wrong, but I think it was a continuity error. It hair. was because her name in the phone was just the first name. So it was why just Sarah. Would, it, it was yeah. just Sarah. So why would, a, you know, like, even if they did have her number in their phone, why would a stranger have a random woman's name saved in their phone just as their first name? Well, there's sort of a reason. And I think to get into that reason, we should explain who's in this crew that breaks in. So you got a big guy. You got Ben Mendo Mendelssohn, who appears to be the leader. His girlfriend. His girlfriend, who's the chick from Ozark, who is... She's the waitress of the blue blue cat. I forget the actress's name as well as the character's name in Ozark, but she's the owner of the blue cat diner and uh, bar and diner, whatever. And she also gets addicted to drugs in Ozark. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's a she's kind of a crackhead. Uh, then you've got Mendo's brother, who's from Burlesque, you said? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then that's it, right? I don't know what else he's from. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's how I recognize him. All right. So as it turns out, I'm saving you an hour and a half of movie by saying these next few words. The big You're guy, welcome. The big guy is some type of drug lord, mob boss guy who lent Mendo a load of drugs that got stolen. So Mendo owes the big guy a whole bunch of money and his brother helps him out because his brother installs security systems like at a fancy house, like at Nick Cage and Nicole Kidman's house. And then Mendo's girlfriend is a drug addicted stripper. And she's just along for the ride. But so that's the whole thing. It takes a long time to get all There's of that. There's so much exposition in order to. Also, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about, I want to talk about something that happens later, but I'll just say this now that Mendo's brother has psychosis and takes <laughs> drugs. They're Tic Tacs. Which they turned out to be some kind of placebo or Tic Tac or something. And because he's psychotic, he thought he had a relationship with Nicole Kidman's character when really he just kind of like forced a kiss on her and then left. Like, I, I there, there's a big problem. There's a big problem with it. So 
there are a lot of screams in this movie. I'm not going to highlight all of them because I think a lot of them are justified. And in the beginning part of this movie, when you don't know any of that boring-ass backstory that I just told you, it's a decent movie. No, it is a decent movie. It's like the, whatever, the home invaders, they're pretty scary. Yeah. They all masks on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you don't really know their identities or anything like that. Yeah. Nick and Nicole are are doing their thing. Scared, yeah. They're scared. Yeah. And then the gun just gets pointed in your face too many times and the stakes just get too low. And then like Nick starts negotiating with them and it's like, why are you negotiating? Just hand them the money. And it takes the entire movie. Mm -hmm. And then the daughter gets home and like, why don't they just kill her? And then they make up this subplot about ben mendelson's mom needing a kidney transplant so they're gonna steal their kidneys like this thing just like goes off the rails i wrote down in my notes at one point i was like there are so many through lines in this movie there's so many subplots yeah that it's like when again sometimes we like to think back to the pitch for some of these movies and you know the pitch has got to be like oh, the pitch was just it's it's an it's, a, it's, it's an a, invasion movie it's a home invasion movie okay well like, we've seen okay. that before what else can you do well we're gonna do flashbacks okay that's kind of interesting and it's like and there's gonna be drugs and psychosis and <laughs> uh, kidney transplants and <laughs> uh you know there's gonna be uh, fake drugs and real drugs and then people are gonna Money be shouting and, and it diamonds just, it's just too much and it sounds really boring after a while you know, I, I the whole time Just, I was yeah. watching this movie, I kept thinking of the movie, I think it was called The Stranger or The Strangers or Stranger Strangers, something like that. It was kind of a movie that came out of nowhere around holiday season, or not holiday season, Halloween season. A few years back, it's, I want to say it's Hall, Jake Gyllenhaal, and um, Liv Tyler. And it's really simple. It's a very simple home invasion movie, and it's really compelling because it's directed well. And I just don't think that... I think there's a lot of issues with this movie. One of which is, I think, the writing. Because, like you said, and like I'm saying as well, like they're just writing in circles. They're just making up excuses for people to not pull a trigger. Yep. And um, I don't Don't shoot Nicole Kidman. I love her. It's like, well, because I love my brother and he loves this woman, so we can't kill this family. And it's like, what? Yeah, it's so weird. It's like... You can't. You told me that nothing would happen to Nicole Kidman because yeah. I'm in love with her, and and really, it's like, well, you have psychosis. You don't. You don't know if you really love her or not. Like it's just. And then Nick. And then Nick just is like negotiating with them the whole time. He's like, well, what's going to happen is if you take these diamonds, they mm-hmm. have a demarcation on them that proves where they came from, and if you try and sell them somewhere, they're going to know they're stolen diamonds. So you need someone to recut them so I could be that person for you. Yeah. And it's like great that that was like a good plot and then that just like got lost. Absolutely. So, I'm glad you brought that up because along those lines probably the best scream in the movie yeah so i'm sorry we're probably not even going to share anything about the rest of the plot because no. that's it that's it truly is that's that it. um we're not being like dramatic or yeah. like i don't know we're not bored of talking about this that there's truly just nothing to say yeah the whole i would say third middle third of this movie is just people shouting and people finding excuses to not shoot other people and to and like chasing people and around chasing and negotiating and, like, and like, don't kill, if you kill her, you have to kill me. If you kill me, I'll have to kill you. Like, it's just. We're going to sedate you and take your kidney. No, we're not. Never kid- just no, kidding. I'm just kidding. I, 
made that up. I made that up to scare you. And it's like, well, it didn't work because <laughs> we're still negotiating. Like, it's just, ugh, it's so much of that. So anyway, here's this, here's probably the best scream in the movie. A million dollars. Yes, that's right, kid. You did it. You hit the mother load. You saw me sign for a million with your own eyes. And it's right there, just inches away. All you have to do is just let my wife go. And then come on down and grab it. Come on, get out of life. No, 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 no. Unless I'm mistaken, that man just about said your name. So you get your people in order. You let my wife leave. And then I'll give you what you want. So that's (laughs) solid. And even Mendo says later in the movie, says something along the lines of, uh, what? (laughs) Bless you. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. Hannah likes to sneeze on this podcast. Go back to go back and listen to oh Trapped God, in Paradise. And never bring that up again. So that was such a weird sneeze. I'm so sorry. That was a that was a weird sounding <laughs> sneeze. Anyhow, <clears throat> I'll point out a few other things that we noticed throughout these. Like I said, this middle third of the movie that doesn't really have any real impact on that's the plot. why the scream was so long because he knew that it would like the weight was worth it yeah <laughs> the yeah. build up to that scream <laughs> yeah so nick cage as he's getting sort of tortured has a, a really good wincing face um mm, yes i don't really know that i can describe it it's just nick cage wincing so use use your imagination on that one yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, he does at one point get knocked to the ground and lose his glasses, and he straight up Velma, Velma's it from Scooby Doo. He's like reaching around on the ground, like I can't see, without, I can't see without my glasses, jinkies. <laughs> he doesn't say jinkies, but you get it. He and then, and then, they, and then Mendelssohn makes him look at something, and he's like, "I would, but I don't have my glasses on." Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking I might insert that because that quote comes soon after I, another quote that we love because. He kind of also, again, classic Nick Cage goes back and forth with what voice he wants to do, whether it's his classic voice or this time he has just a little bit of a bubble on his throat. Oh, is it when he has like something up against his throat? So it's after that, I believe. But you and I loved because he opens the safe and reveals that he doesn't have any diamonds and he's just been hustling people because he lost all of his money. And he says, My God, I have no money. I have no money. Was that one of the things that you and I kept repeating? Yes, we kept repeating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we kept saying, my glasses. <laughs> my glasses. I can't see without my glasses. <laughs> but then he screams after that when, when I, I don't know, they discover some documents that prove that he has had his money or something. And they hand him the documents and he screams. Well, how am I supposed to read without my glasses, asshole? <laughs> There's just so much screaming. He also... Which is great because I feel like, except for maybe last week, there were a few movies in a row where he didn't really scream that much. He does also get punched in the hand and screams really loudly. I won't put the scream in because it's just like an ah. It's so stupid. But I guess his hand broke. It's not really clear. He gets shot later in the movie. And doesn't make a sound. No, but he gets punched in the hand (laughs) and like freaks out. Ultimately, what happens is the daughter comes in and says, hey, you know, I know you guys are after all this money. I know where we can get some money, a.k.a. the party she was at earlier and that kid's safe. So she jumps in the car with the chick from Ozark. And again, there was another 
beat earlier in the movie where she was on her way to the party. And With her friend. they had to swerve around like a telephone pole. And it was really just poorly shot, I thought. And yeah. so obvious that that was going to come back in this movie. So she's on her way to the party with the girl from Ozark and slams into the pole this time and kills the and girl kills from the Ozark. kills the girl intentionally. Intentionally takes the gun, comes back. You think she's going to save the day. The big guy that I only mentioned once, who's kind of the lead, the real leader of the pack, he's been dead a long time. He was shot by Mendo. Mendo gets shot by his brother. And then Nick Cage lights the brother on fire because he's going crazy and he wants to like run away with Nicole Kidman. And Is that what happened? I don't... Yeah. I, like, couldn't follow half of that. Yeah, I know you were struggling to follow it, but honestly, that is ultimately it. They do have, like, this big showdown in an unfinished part of their house, I guess, is what mm-hmm. it's supposed to be, and they find out that that's where Nick Cage has been hiding all of his money because he is in debt, and it's cash, so it's something that the bank can't get, is right. what he says. Yeah. So there's a fight with a nail gun. There's There's just so many standoffs... And so many, like we've been saying, there's just so much shouting, there's so much convolution. And I think one of the things that really struck me towards the end, and it might have been in the the construction site that I wanted to mention, was that I realized that the director, Joel Schumacher, is getting, he's taking the camera and doing close-ups of people like Mendo, or Mendo's brother, or the big guy, or the chick from Ozark, (laughs) when we don't, we shouldn't care about these people. These are the bad guys. Right. So when you do a close-up like that and you see the emotion coming out of Mendo, like, am I supposed to feel bad for this man who broke into this person's house to to avenge the fact that he lost his drug money? Like, I don't care that that him and his that his psychotic brother yeah, this, isn't taking his meds. And all the flashbacks with the psychotic brother and Nicole Kidman are all the same flashback. They flash back to the same flashback, like each flashback like three times. At least. Yeah. At, at the very least. Because it's like, he, here's this somewhat hunky man installing a security system in the new house and Nicole Kidman's like in another room sipping her coffee, being like, ooh, look at this handsome man. And they show that shot like three times is what we're saying. It's just lazy. I, I, but I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't it's know. lazy editing or like, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's lazy. I think it's writing. I think the biggest well, problem is the writing. The biggest problem with this movie is that the stakes are so high, but you would never know it. Right. Yeah. Because nothing happens. Nothing happens. And then it, this reminds me of like the thing from fucking National Treasure that we hate. Oh. where they talk about this when john boyd talks about the status quo changing but like the status quo changes so many times when it's yeah. like well there's three of the good guys and two of the bad guys so clearly the three of the good guys could take on the two of the bad guys because they all have weapons right. but then nothing happens yeah so no- nothing fucking happens no no just nothing happens Throughout most of the movie. I mean, there is, like I said, there's showdown at the end where people are getting shot. People are getting tortured. Nick Cage gets shot twice. You know. But he gets punched in the hand once gently and can't handle himself. Yeah. I think, honestly, a better fix would have been all, or or maybe not a better fix, but a fix to why we care so little about this movie is don't show me the close-ups 
of Mendelssohn and the big guy who doesn't even like have a name in this movie. No wonder why Nick wanted to be the kidnapper. Right, because they're doing more. <laughs> but like show us the close-ups on Nicole Kidman. Show us more close-ups on Nicolas Cage, on the daughter. Like, you know, I have a better written script about better reasons for people to not shoot people or raise the stakes immediately by having someone get shot in the beginning. Yeah. Or someone die in the beginning. Say they have like a housekeeper or something who gets shot and killed right in the beginning. Right. You know, who knows? Um, but I, I just think that there's... The stakes did not match the action. No. No, it didn't. It's it didn't. Ultimately what the yeah. problem was. So, yeah. so I mean, that's it for me for closing thoughts. That's... I think it's those are the major things. I don't know if you have anything else you no, want to say. No, I mean, it just... It, uh, it, just, fell, it just fell so <laughs> flat. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. So let's do some Nicolas Cage awards, shall we? So Best Supporting Actor, I think we... Probably Men- Mendelssohn. Who, yeah, we know who this is going to. I don't think there's any dogs or babies or anything in this. The daughter was fine. No, I don't know. We can give it to Ben Mendelssohn. I like that. Okay. Um, Best Dressed, it's got to be. Yeah, it's the it's the, the suit glass. jacket slung over the shoulder with the sunset glasses i don't think he's wearing those at the same time but i think we could piece it together it's, we could yeah. just say it. yeah shh, no one shh, don't tell anyone right it's fine uh worst nick cage scene there oh we didn't even talk about his regular glasses he's he's wearing some like pedophile yeah they're like aviators without the you <laughs> know big. the yeah, shade they're, yeah they're they're big glasses um, but and we didn't talk about his hair. We had again f- all no, the mo- all of the movies normal. that had no screams were also the movies where he had that ramen noodle hair, and he does not have that in he this is, movie. Yeah, I mean they did more with his face by giving him glasses. Yeah, than that's his true. hair. That's true, and he doesn't have like a weird goatee or anything like that, which he's had a few times. As yeah, well, that's true. Recently, no, I don't. Did he even have facial hair? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hannah doesn't remember. I don't remember. Uh, worst Nick Cage scene? Are you going to give the, it to... Probably the talking on the phone. The beginning talking so on the bad. phone. So <laughs> bad. So terrible. Uh, seeing as how it's not really like... There's a few scenes in the sense that like they go from the office to the kitchen to the construction. The entire movie is one scene. It takes place in the house. So is there any moment that stands out for you as the best scene? Um, Maybe the scream? Yeah, the long... That yeah, that scene I guess yeah. with the long scream where he's trying to go on a tirade there. Sure. Yeah. I don't care. Okay. Well, that's also gonna win best scream. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah. Yep. Easy. And then most nouveau shamanic moment. <laughs> Walking off set because he wasn't the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at my notes here. I, I'm, you know, there's the, the win- there's the, the wincing or the I have no money. Um, at one point, the Michael chick from Ozark is... puts her fingers in his mouth. I have a Ooh, fi- yeah. yeah. I have a feeling he wanted her to Absolutely. do that. <laughs> but she plays like, you know, a drugged up stripper. stripper so it's kind of like she's got justification to do weird things. So yeah. are you going to give it to him walking off set or one of those other things? Probably walking off set. Fair enough. Now, Han, where are we ranking this one? probably low i imagine yeah, I, this movie's not offensive but it's no. also not much right so it kind of reminds me now that i'm looking at this list it reminds me of amos and andrew but amos and andrew we have at 57 out of 62 so that seems a little low for this movie yeah i think this would be higher okay let me uh well let's see last week 
was seeking justice, which we put at 49. You think this was better or worse I than Seeking Justice? Cannot for the life of me remember what that movie was about. He hired a hitman and had to pay him back. January Jones was in it. Oh my and god! Guy, and Guy Pierce and oh my god, the guy from Lost. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. No, he, you're Simon's fucking. He friend. bought the Forever Bars to yeah, 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 to signal that he wanted the hit to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, what was forty eight? Uh, Wild at Heart. Yeah, I just stick it between those two. Okay, so let me see if this changes anything for you, because above Wild at Heart, we actually have Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. Okay, so you think Bad Lieutenant was better than this? Yes. Okay, so between Wild at Heart and Seeking Justice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's going to put it at a new 49, and Seeking Justice becomes 50. Groovy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's going to do it. I actually don't have my phone and my list on me here to know what movie comes next. Oh, please. You know what it oh, is. I know what movie comes next. It's, it's Ghost, Ghost Rider 2, 2 Spirit, Spirit of Vengeance. Vengeance. Jinx. Jinxies. Jinkies. Jinkies. <laughs> so, yeah, looking forward to that one. Is this... I think I've asked you this several times already, but is this the first sequel he's done? No. What else... Oh, National Treasure. National Treasure, too. Right, of Book of Secrets. Of course, of course. How could I forget? My apologies. C- Croods 2 just came out. It just dropped in the middle of a pandemic. You God know bless what? them. <laughs> People need something. Right? I guess so. They got to have something to plop the kids in front of for two hours. I heard Tro- Trolls World Tour did like exceptionally well for a movie that never came out in the box, like in the theaters. Yeah. That was straight to streaming yeah that was in like march or something right that was very or, early when yeah, people maybe April. were still interested mm-hmm. in staying inside right <laughs> <laughs> so anyway that's gonna do it i think anything else you'd like to add before we get out of here um no i mean uh happy thanksgiving if mm-hmm. you celebrated i don't well yeah we do have international listeners yeah. who yeah i don't know if you celebrate thanksgiving probably but... not it's an american holiday no i just mean like in general i don't know if oh. like people say if if it's something yeah. to be celebrated it's just something that we kind of do i hope you enjoyed your meal that's i mean it's more about the food i think at this point I, than anything I else. hope you enjoyed a meal at some point between wednesday and sunday <laughs> of this week yeah i hope you ate <laughs> yes Yes, I certainly hope you ate. I hope you ate well. Yes. All right. Should order a pizza next week. In the in middle our, of our podcast again? Yeah. No, like our listeners. I, if you didn't have a good... Okay. If you didn't have a good meal... Okay. You should order a pizza and listen to our podcast. Fair enough. Because that's what we do. We order a pizza, which gets here halfway through our podcast. We take a break. We chow down and then we continue. Yes. It's the weekly cadence schedule. You're like, what the fuck are you're, you talking You're about? looking at me like, please help me. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. And I do not Words want to help are just you. spilling out of Because my this is too silly. This is too much for me. So All on right. that note, now you know why the Nick Cage bird sings. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care.